Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. I'm Maria Casillas, and I'm joined here by my incredible co-host, Cozy Cody Sizemore. I just about called you Cozy, though. <laughs> it's been one of those days. <laughs> How are you doing today, Cody? Doing great. Doing good. good. Very good. So I'm excited to start looking into our first sneak peek into the fi- getting started as financial coach course that's coming out. Today, we're going to talk about two of the four main components of that course, correct? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay. So the ones we're going to talk about are, we're going to do converting prospects into clients, and then we're going to mm-hmm. talk about all things marketing. So uh, should we get started or do we want to tell everybody where to find us before we do that? Let's just get started. I love it. Okay. Very good. We're, we're talking about getting us. started. You That's know? right. Yes. Maybe we can get they know that, where to find that, that <laughs> thing at the end. Who knows? Love it. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about first converting. Now we talked last week about how like the order of this was kind of interesting and because this is what people are super interested in. So remember, no matter where we start, just pick up what you need to pick up out of. I'm super excited to start with converting clients into or prospects into clients though. Um, so let's, what are some of the things that you think keep people from being able to do this? Cause you mentioned last week that this is for individuals who have either not really gotten started or maybe have started to get a little bit under their belt, but are maybe stuck. What do you think are some of those things that get us stuck? Yeah. So what, I have found and also we have found is that it's just scary. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's scary to like get things started and to like, you know, have the idea that like you're going to bring on a client A and, you know, they're going to trust you, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but then also B that you're going to ask them to pay you for that as well. So, you know, struggling with like imposter syndrome um, which is basically like if you don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's basically just thinking that like you're a fraud or you're not qualified or anything like that, right? Um, yeah. A lot of coaches, especially new coaches, really struggle with that. And, you know, it, it just makes it difficult for them to kind of convert prospects into paying clients. And, you know, I think a reason, a couple of reasons for that is one, like they just don't think that they're qualified. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the whole idea of like, oh, well, I didn't, go to school for this, or I don't have a bachelor's degree in finance or, you know, anything like that. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. They just don't think that they're qualified, but then also the idea of charging people when they're already struggling with money. That's a really big one too. Yeah. I I find that agreed. And I find that last part, the idea of charging people, a lot more prevalent in this particular arena because of the nature of which we're trying to help people with. So that whole idea of if they're struggling with money anyway, how could they possibly have any money to pay me for these services? I will say this though. I think that in any arena, especially with um, what you're charging somebody for you, you being the product, I used to do uh, direct sales and I would sell an actual product and I didn't have any problems selling that product. And I, when I converted to more of like the coaching arena, I had a lot more 
probably imposter syndrome around selling it because I was no longer selling a product that someone else had created. I was selling myself as that product, my intellectual property as the product. And so even though it was technically about money, I think in this arena, like we, we tend to, we tend to say, well, how am I going to charge someone with, you know, who's struggling with money, any amount of money to let me help them? That's really just a cover up, I think is the point I'm making here, that we all have that that yuckiness around it sometimes, but it's not something that's, it makes it an easy excuse for us when we say it's about the money. So that's why I want to go back just for a second on the first stuff that you mentioned, and that's that whole idea of not feeling qualified to do some of this. Where do we get some of the qualifications? Because you mentioned like uh, not going to school, but we don't need to yeah, go to school for I mean, it. Like we, we get the qualifications basically through our own story and our own experiences and our own journey. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we've, maybe we've even like talked to friends or family or coworkers and kind of gave them like a couple ideas or tips or anything like that. And, you know, if people have been receptive to that and they've been thankful for that, then like that's all you really need in order to get started. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you become a better coach as you start doing it, you know, and that's, that's mm-hmm. what anything. you know, like Michael right. Jordan was not the best basketball player. The first time that he decided to shoot the ball at the basket, like I guarantee he missed, you know, mm-hmm. but like he mm-hmm. kept doing it and the more he did it, the better he got. So, I mean, a lot of this is just negative self-talk, you know, and, yeah. and like, we just, we can't allow that to like convince us that we just, can't do this or that we're not qualified because at the end of the day, like we all probably have our own sort of like journey with our own finances. And we've either a gotten on the other side of that or B we are in the process of doing that now and we're doing well with it. And Mm -hmm. that's more than a lot of people have and can say in this area of their lives. So just having that experience for yourself is huge. You know, so that's a really big thing. And, and, um, I also want to just talk about like the second part too. Um, you know, about like the idea of like, Hey, how can I charge people who are already struggling with money? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a big difference between being poor and being broke. Huge difference, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like poor people they can't support their basic needs. You know, like they can't, they, they struggle to buy food. They struggle with shelter, utilities, transportation, stuff like that. Like that's poor, right? Whereas broke people, they just don't have a plan for their money. And because of mm-hmm. that, they're struggling. And that's where the financial coaches kind of come in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you're saying that if somebody is just broke, then they do have the money to pay. Yes. They just haven't it, found it's it. It's our job to help help them find it, and then also mm-hmm. you know get it working for them rather than you know them working for it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like to also add that that is true. Everything you just said is true. And because when they hire you, you not only help them find that, but you help them get it to work for them. It, you're actually helping them find more money than what it was going to cost you. So if you don't invite them, I'm going to use that word. If you don't invite them to hire you, you're actually doing them a disservice. You're actually costing them more money 
to not invite them to hire you than you are yep. by asking them to come or that you would be by not asking them at all. Yep. One thing that I have learned is that people have way more money than they realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just, they just don't realize it though. And that's where we come in, you know? So, yep. so, you know, as long as you guys have like this passion for helping other people and, you know, in, in, in specifically with their money, then you are qualified. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the bottom line here. You know, like as long as you have that passion, you are qualified and, you know, as long as you have like a process and a, and like a proven method um, for how you'll kind of like engage with these prospects and communicate your value and all that kind of stuff, then these people, they will not just be open to you helping them and open to you working with them and all this kind of stuff, but they will be very excited about it. And they'll also be excited about paying you for it too. I know it mm-hmm. sounds weird. I know it feels weird to even like listen to that or to even say that, but it's the truth. People are excited to pay you if you bring the value that they're looking for and you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that you didn't talk about time exchange for money, which I think is really, really important because people are not paying you for your time. They're paying mm-hmm. you for that value that you just mentioned. And and that value is really determined by them. It's set by them. It's not really set by you. They're the ones who know where they need to go or want to go. You're the one who helps them figure that out and helps them to figure out how to do that. And that's what they're ultimately paying coaches for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's something that we kind of touch on as well um, within this course as well. You know, like there's because, you know, when you're first starting, uh, figuring out what to charge people and all that kind of stuff. It's very like, I don't even know where to begin. Well, mm-hmm. we'll answer that question for you too. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, love it. That That's yeah. really good. All right, cool. So now that we understand why we actually are qualified to do what we do, once we get our minds wrapped around that, how do we actually share that with the world? Yeah. So let's, let's dig into marketing marketing your practice, right? Um, So when it really boils down to it, there's basically two different types of marketing that you can do. Um, So, you know, there is what we would call social media marketing, which is kind of self-explanatory. It's marketing on social media. And then Mm -hmm. there's also something that we call boots on the ground marketing. Um, So boots on the ground, it's kind of like a, I guess you could call it like old school marketing, or you could call it, uh, you know, just things that aren't online for the most part, um, more so like in person or locally driven, um, you know, stuff like that. So my favorite, you know, kind. Having, what's that? <laughs> my favorite kind. Yes. Your this favorite is my kind. favorite kind of, of marketing. I know. Yeah. I know that's not your favorite, kind, but it's my no, favorite. Kind. Yep. My favorite kind is social media. <laughs> yep. Um, but you know, it's, that's important because like there's, there's a ton of different types of people out there. Um, and what I mean by that is like, there's different types of coaches. So there's some that love the online and there's some that don't, but then there's also a ton of different types of just potential clients out there as well. Mm -hmm. And it falls in the same boat. Like some people are always online and some people stay the heck away from it, you know? So, so having like a healthy mix between those two, that's like the best way to kind of like ensure that your practice is not only known, 
but that you actually attract like the highest quality of clients as well. And this is where you can really build the no like and trust factor, right? Mm-hmm. And that's super mm-hmm. important because like, especially with um, an area like finances, first and foremost, if people don't even know that you're doing it, then how the heck are they supposed to ask for your help? Right. So that's right. You're being aware, you're making yourself known kind of thing. But then they also have to like you because nobody wants to work with someone they hate <laughs> or, mm-hmm. that they, or that they think is mean or whatever. Right. Um, but He's the so most mean. important thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The most important thing though is that they have to trust you. Right. Especially with this area. This industry is just riddled with cynicism. Mm-hmm. riddled with it and it, it makes things difficult but it's up to people like you to really change that script and a big way to build trust is through marketing on how you actually like you know present yourself um and you know make yourself uh visible to people uh and those that's why this is so important mm-hmm. um i'm not quite sure if it's okay to go here yet, but I'm going to try. So when you talk about, um, you know, the importance of how you show up and why there's so much cynicism, immediately what comes to mind is that idea that the reason there's so much cynicism is because people are so fake online that, and Mm -hmm. what I mean by fake, I mean, they're like, what they're projecting out there to be the truth just isn't. And there's this perception that, you know, in order to be a solid financial coach, you have to have everything together. You have to have the nicest cars and you have to have the nicest things. And, you know, you need to to walk that walk. And that's not the walk that we're not, that we're talking about right now. And so how just the importance of showing up as you actually are, I think is what helps to build that no like and trust factor as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between um, a lot of not just coaches, but also, you know, programs, stuff like that out there is that there's a lot of people out there that do put on this big show, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they talk the talk kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do and also what we're also teaching any coach who decides to work with us uh, to do as well is not just to talk the talk, but to walk the walk, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of people on the internet that will show their Bentley or, you know, their, their Tesla or, you know, this, uh, this big house or, you know, this nice watch or whatever it might be. And, um, a lot of that is just rented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like they rent it for a day, they do a big photo shoot, they get a ton of content and then they live off of that for, you know, three or four months kind of thing. That's crazy to out. me. Like, yeah, that wouldn't even yeah, cross my mind. You know? Yeah. And I know, I know that it happens, but it would never have even crossed my mind. And I think, I think part of the difference is, so they're renting the Bentley because they believe that that Bentley represents success. And, and so what I'm here to say, what we're here to say today is that success is not defined by the things that you have. It's, and you know, it's defined by living in alignment with what your values are. So being, you know, actually doing the things that are important to you and allowing your financial plan to follow that is so, so important. And if you're doing that, it might not be as flashy online, but that's not something that you can rent out. And so if you continue to show up with that, people are seeing 
seeing that what you're doing is aligned with your values, then they're going to be excited to join with you, not because of you having what um, their values are, but because they'll know you'll be able to help them to do that for themselves. And so there really just is that distinction, I think. It And it never would cross my mind to rent something to show. Yeah, no. I don't even use filters online. So it doesn't cross my mind to do any of that either. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm yeah. behind the times, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how about we jump into a few of these things? Is that yeah. right? Cool. Yeah, of, of course. Cool. So I want to just touch base on both social media marketing and boots on the ground. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's start with social media. Um, so there's a ton of different platforms that you can do. I mean, like there's, I don't even know how many platforms there are. There's probably dozens, if not hundreds of different platforms that you can do, but there's, you know, there's probably a handful of ones that are like the major ones. So that would be things like, you know, TikTok. Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, right? Um, mm-hmm. Those are really like the five main ones. I guess you could also do Twitter or stuff like that. Um, but those are really like the five or six main platforms uh, that you can kind of like live on or build your audience with. Um, and a big part of building that audience is just getting yourself out there through different posting strategies. So, you know, you could do things like... Um, you could do a post where you give people like a like a valuable but also you know quick kind of like tip like a money tip mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. um you could do posts that have call to actions as well so something like hey like if you're interested book a call kind of thing or reach out to me um you could do something that i think is one of my favorite things which is just telling your own origin story uh which is just your own journey with your finances and you know where you were before how you got into a better place and why you're doing it now and that kind of leads into another style of post which is why are you doing it like what's your why story behind actually coaching people um in, in this area uh people want to know that like and and it's yep. really really important to express that too because that really does help with like the whole trust side of things as well um, and then eventually when you get clients and you start working with people, you can actually post about your client's successes. Uh, you can do it anonymously or you could get their permission and, you know, share them, uh, you know, by name as well. But that's really, really helpful too, because like people want to know, Hey, does this guy or, is, or does this girl actually get people results? And if you make a client success post, then yeah, like that's showing like, yes, I'm not just talking the talk. I'm walking the walk, baby, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's that's just a couple of things with social media marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And one, well, just one thing to add there, you mentioned the origin story and I, I love that. I love how you added the word journey though, because I think so many times when people, especially the people who are like type A and they're just super duper rule followers, which I'm sure we have a few listeners who are like that. Um, they're like, well, I already shared my origin story and now it's just the origin story. Hey, just keep doing your whole journey. Like people, they love hearing what's going on now, even if things are not perfect right now. They actually feel like you're more relatable if you're making some weird money choices that maybe not everybody would make, or you're saying, oh, I I made this mistake. This was an actual mistake that I made. It's okay to actually put your journey out there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Because we're all human, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's something that I found is very, very important is like sharing your own mistakes. Uh, And hey, I've, I've made a ton of them. 
And mm-hmm. I have not been shy to share that because people love it. They eat it up um, because yeah. they really, they really resonate with you, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's super important. So yep. back so in that, the um, direct sales days that we talked about duplicatability. If you, mm-hmm. if you appear perfect, people are not going to feel like they could duplicate what you're doing. And I think it's right. very, very similar here. Like if, if we, put off a, a vibe that we've got this all under control and that we don't make the mistakes, no one's going to want to work with us because they're going to think that they have to oh, like reach up to that level in order to be successful. So anyway, that's yeah. just, you know, something to keep in mind. Okay. Let's talk yeah. about boots on the ground. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So boots on the ground. Um, like I said, it's, it's more of like the old school or offline kind of approach. This is where Maria really likes to spend most of her time, which hey, <laughs> it's fine, you know. Um, so it just Maria, comes more what? naturally. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Maria, why don't you kind of just explain like, you know, maybe like where people can kind of market themselves using this strategy and also like a couple ideas on like how to do it too. Yeah. So I think um, there are obviously some places that we can think about where do we specifically put our business pitch, if you will, in. Those are going to be places like the libraries, chamber of commerce, um, if there's specific networking events, that kind of thing. But I think the reason I love this so much, Cody, is because you can do it anywhere. Like you, mm-hmm. if you're a people person, and I happen to be that, um, I happen to be out and about just, you know, whether it's grocery shopping or um, a perfect example is I had a nail in my tire the other day and I had to take it to discount tire to be repaired. And I had my daughter with me. And of course, we made a new friend because we're people people, right? So by the time we were done talking, the friend knew where my, like what my kids did, that I homeschooled them, what I do for a living. It was just, it was, it was easy to just have a conversation. And so I, for me, I think that the word conversation is such a powerful word. And I think that while we have all of these other places, we can meet new people if we're always in the mindset of being willing to just have a conversation with people, I think that this kind of stuff comes up naturally. So, um, mm-hmm. so that's where that, I think that's why that's one of my favorites. Cause I don't have to think about, Oh, I got to go up on social media and post this today. I can just be me out there in the world. So mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you a question that, that kind of goes into like just networking in general. You know, yeah, um, and that's that's one of the big things as to like how you can do this, and it's mm-hmm. just being able to have a conversation with people at any given moment, um, and not being shy, not being bashful, just owning that and being like, yeah, like this is what I do, and I'm mm-hmm. freaking good at it, and mm-hmm. you know, I I you know create awesome results for people, and hey, if you if that's you, then let's chat, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So just networking in general is is huge and that can be in a in a professional setting like a bni or a chamber of commerce or a business or whatever mm-hmm. but it can mm-hmm. also be in kind of just a more relaxed setting like you said like just at the auto shop you know that's right yep yeah absolutely so i think that once you've done some of that networking though there are other ways to actually kind of get the word out uh, i know one of the ones that we obviously enjoy is workshops 
we're doing, we're, we're actually giving you information about a workshop that we're putting on now. So uh, that's super important because it gives access to other people who you might not be at the tire shop with, uh, but who are interested in what it is that you have to offer. And if you have, I mean, I think there's the, the ones that are like, live workshops, but then there's also the, I don't know, you call them every ever ready workshops. I'm not quite sure mm -hmm. what to call them, but the recorded ones where people can come back and see what it was that you offered so that you have, um, they have access to that. I personally like the live ones because I'm a people person. So I like interacting with mm -hmm. individuals, but I've taken both kinds as a consumer. I've, I've definitely consumed both kinds. So um, I think that's another really important one too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, workshops, presentations, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, one that I think is kind of like a mix of boots on the ground, but also online. That's why I think I consider it um, boots on the ground is just doing like email campaigns as well. Um, okay. Because it's online, you know, but it's mm -hmm. not like a social media platform kind of thing like this is mm -hmm. something that like once you kind of build a list uh and that could that list could be something as small as 10 people you know like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a massive list for you to start doing email campaigns that you're giving people value and you're asking people to you know uh you know you're you're providing a call to action to book a call with with you you know right um, so doing email campaigns is a good one too and, and also working together with people too whether it be different coaches maybe uh, you know um Maybe you're working with like a uh, like a tax person to where you're like, hey, like I'll refer you people if you refer people to me, like that kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's definitely boots on the ground marketing too, because now you have other people who are helping you market your practice without you actually having to do it yourself as well. So that would be a good example of uh, boots on the ground marketing as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So, so what is the bottom line here? Yeah, I would say that like it's it as far as like a bottom line goes, uh to reach as many people as possible that you would consider to be like quality prospects, uh we need to be marketing effectively and also super important here, we need to be marketing consistently so mm -hmm. we can kind of create that impact that we're that we're wanting to do. Um mm -hmm. one because like it's one thing to put out like a awesome post or to give like an, like a kick butt presentation one time. Like that's, that's great. But in order to like build something and to, you know, really, really have results turn for you, you need to do it. You need to do it consistently. I think that there's a study out there that says like, you need seven touch points before someone's ready to buy from you kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, if, if you only do one or two, you're not getting people to buy. You know, so you need to do it consistently and effectively. And I think that having a nice mix of social media and boots on the ground is a really, really good way of doing that and just sticking with it. So I would say that that's probably the bottom line. I agree. Identify which one you like best. Start mm -hmm. there, but don't stop there. Learn yep. how to do the other stuff as well. And then as Cody so eloquently put that, make sure you are consistent with both so that that becomes successful for you. Yeah. This has been Absolutely. a really good overview, I think, of these two main points. So I look forward to next week when we're going to talk about the other two main points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
that'll be fun. So make sure you check in next week and we'll be sure to dive into those as well. We'll give you a nice little sneak peek, just like we did mm-hmm. today. And yep. um, since we were in the season of getting started with this, uh, we just want to say also, hey, join our Facebook group. If you haven't done it yet, what the heck? If you have, thanks. It's pretty cool to see you there. <laughs> but the Facebook group is the uh, Financial Coaches Community by New Money Habits. Free to join. Awesome community there. We're doing a lot of fun stuff in there all the time. So just make sure you pop in, say hi, and uh, start asking questions. Start getting some value. And we'd be happy to help you out. So until then, we will catch you next week for our next sneak peek into our brand new revolutionary course, Getting Started as a Financial Coach. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.